Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. I hope everyone is well. Hope you had an amazing weekend. So, Look, I feel as though there's something in the water right now, um, certainly in the investment sphere, where there is just so much pan, like pandemonium, panic around the market crashing, the market crashing. And like, we've been here before, like, it's not the first time that we've come across this kind of news. I don't know why, but for some reason, it feels as though the noise is amplified even more. And maybe it's something to do with Evergrande. If you're following the whole saga over there, that's just insane. It's crazy. I think the good news and the flip side to it is that, you know, that's happening over in China, which isn't really um, categorized as an efficient market, uh, like, you know, the UK and the US market specifically. And so with investment houses in the US and here in the UK being a little bit skeptical about the data that comes out of China. I don't think that there's a contagion risk that if Evergrande do completely go bust and the Chinese government refuse to bail them out, which it looks likely that they won't, I don't think there's going to be a huge knock-on effect from a global point of view. I mean, those are famous last words. I just don't think that that is likely to happen, but who knows? But those are my thoughts based on what I know and what I've kind of gathered from being in the industry for, for some years now. But what I want to talk about today is something that I think um, I've spoken about, about before. But if you go into the the atmosphere or the, the, the investment creator sphere on YouTube and on Instagram and just generally on social media and, you know, TikTok and everything, you know, for first time investors. And I, I speak about it a lot as well, because, you know, cost is, is a really important factor if you're only just starting out, particularly if you're investing in small amounts of money. But I think it's really important to always look at all of the options that you have available to you. And I've mentioned this a number of times that one of the big mistakes that first time investors often make is they go into investing purely looking at the the cheapest option being the 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 pantheon for how they make their investment selection choice. And that is wrong. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say it again in the context of what's going on right now. And this pandemonium, this this hysteria around a possible market crash. Now, I've spoken about the market crash here on the podcast a number of times as well. And I think the last time I spoke about it, I was like, well, what market crash? Because, you know, the market was supposed to have crashed. And when we say crash, like really crash, like 2007, 2008 crash last year, but we've recovered. And over the last year or so, the markets are up another 40%. But still, on the internet, there is this, like, market crash content everywhere. And I think it, 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 um, it, 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 it builds a, a palpable environment where people start to question what they've been doing. And this is the problem that I have with that. People who have just started to invest over the last 12, maybe to 18 months have only ever experienced really the highs of the market. 
and particularly people who have invested in, you know, individual stocks where you're picking the Teslas, the Amazons, because guess what? These are the companies that have been all over TikTok, you know, all over YouTube, all over social media as being the, the, the flagship, uh, golden boy stocks that you, if you don't own, you're doing something completely and utterly wrong. Like you're a loser if you don't own these stocks. And that sentiment has driven people to invest money without really any proper thought, planning, reason, goals. And the stats that I shared in the podcast episode last week actually are testimonial to this with no real pre-thought. It's just everyone's doing it. So I'm going to, I'm going to get on board. And that in itself is dangerous. And what I'm going to talk about today in terms of active investment is almost one of those things where active investment, oh my God, no, you don't want to, you don't want to think about active investment. Absolutely not. You're going to be paying the, the, the suits, you know, more money than they're going to make you. And why do you want to make them rich? You need to keep more money in your pocket. Now, don't get me wrong. There is an argument to keep your cost low. I'm going to say that again so it's clear. There is an argument to keep your cost low. However, whether you should be prioritizing keeping your cost low comes as a result of a very important question. And that question is, do you feel comfortable investing in a vehicle, in a method, in a way that means that your investment vehicle or your investment fund, especially if you're an index fund or ETF, will track the performance of a market. And when I say track, I mean if the market goes up, it will go up. If the market goes down, then it's going to go down. Are you happy for that to be the case? Now, let's put some context to this, okay? Many people will be like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, P, come on. Seriously. Yeah. Just let, just let it track it. I'm, I'm sweet with that. That's all very good and dandy when the markets are going up because, you know, an ape, a monkey, a crab, a lizard, a freaking orangutan could make money when the markets are all going up and the fund simply just tracks it. However, when you're in volatile markets in a potential market crash, guess who's going to lose money? The monkey, the orangutan, the crab, the hermit, the frog, whatever is going to lose money because you are simply tracking the markets. You don't have any inputs. You don't have any interventions. You don't have anybody stepping in. You don't have any management. And so if you ask yourself that question and that latter scenario bothers you, then the next thing that you should be thinking about is, okay, so how do I mitigate some of that? How do I get some intervention? How do I get someone to make some choices on my behalf who knows what they're doing? That's the real question. And the answer to that is, well, active management. Now, active management, as great as that may sound, by the way, because many of you may listen to it and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. But what's the catch? Well, with active management, you've got to pay the suit some money. This is like me saying to you, Right. I am a professional at selling cars. You want to sell your car right now. Okay. I know this is a really poor example, but go with me. You want to sell your car right now. You might sell it for, let's say, a grand. 
But I think, I think by going to the right markets and marketing this in the right way and doing a little bit of research, I think I could get this sold for you at 1,500 minus my fees. And you saying, no, no, thanks. I'm sweet. I don't want to pay you fees, even though potentially you could sell it for 1,500. Now, look, the whole point of having an investment manager, an active investment strategy, okay, with an investment manager behind it, is so that when markets are volatile, you have somebody pulling levers, intervening, interjecting on your behalf to ensure that your portfolio isn't in the position where it could sustain losses that could be avoided. That's the whole point of active management. They are highly skilled people, highly educated people, people that have research tools, research facilities, analysts, you know, giving them information to make the best investment choices. Because with the investment managers, if you make money, they make money. You're going to pay them a fee on a yearly basis, right? Like you would do in a passive environment or a passive ETF or index fund. You, you will pay a fee to that. Well, with an active manager, you're also going to pay a fee. Your fee is going to be slightly more. But guess what? If they make you more money, they make more money because their fees attached to it. So they have an interest in making sure that your investment is run as efficiently and as effectively as possible. Because if they don't perform well, they're not going to make any money. For me, that's kind of like a win win. So with everything that's just said there, I just want to step back and just give you a clear explanation in case anyone's missed this as to what active management is versus passive investment or passive management. Okay. Now, if you're investing with Vanguard, if you're investing with if you invested in like an ETF or an index fund, the, the chances are, unless it says actively managed, that you're in a passive investment. And a passive, again, will just simply just track the market. If it goes up, the market will go up. If well, if the market goes up, the, the, the fund will go up. If the market goes down, then simply the fund is going to go down. The beauty of having an active investment strategy is that you actually have a team of people behind you trying to make decisions on your behalf. So when the markets are volatile, they are looking at opportunities to basically move your portfolio around, interject, intervene to ensure that your portfolio not just doesn't lose money, but is positioned in the best way to actually make money over the long term. Now, the big drawback to this is that you have to pay additional fees for the skill set of a fund manager doing all of this work in the background for you. Now, like I said, most first-time investors are being told all over YouTube and TikTok and social media that you should be going for the lowest cost option possible. And I'm going to say this, like I said on YouTube, like, guys, you have to take all of the information and not be selective in what you're watching just because of a, a catchy title or a really nice visual. You need to be really intentional around the content that you are consuming. And you need to be really intentional 
with the decision process that you embark on once you've consumed that content. Yes, you know, people go listen to me and I, oh, again, I'm going to say this because I think it's really, really important. I'm grateful for everybody who listens to this podcast and everyone who follows this podcast because this podcast has been hugely successful in its second year and I'm thankful for that. However, I am not the only person you should listen to. The the melting pot of opinions that are on social media are important or the opinions that are on social media are important. The, the trouble is whether you can get opinions that are based in some kind of experience or knowledge. So that's where you need to be discerning in who you're watching, what you're watching. But the melting pot of opinion is very, very important. As a viewer or a listener, your job is to be able to take those opinions and take from those what you feel rings um, rings true to you and makes sense to you based on your research, based on your understanding, based on your experience, and form your own opinion out of that. And I know that that is very, very hard to do, particularly if you don't know anything about investing. But the simple fact of the matter is this, you have to acquire the, the knowledge somewhere. And this podcast and many others like mine are here to just give you the, the basic information that you need so you can put your best foot forward. This is a This is the building block, if you will. And when we talk about passive investment and active investment and the whole argument around you should be going for the most cost-effective one possible with the multitudes of people talking about this all over social media, you have to ask yourself this one question. Do you want to invest your hard-earned money in a manner that means that you won't be able to sleep sound at night? Because if the answer to that is no, then I can tell you right now that there is an argument and strong reasoning for you doing one of two things. And this is dependent on resources. So if you have a large amount of money, okay, and I'm talking maybe five figures plus, okay, so in the thousands, tens of thousands, in opposed to trying to do this on your own, trying to figure it out on your own, particularly if you have a six figures, you know, 100,000 plus, particularly if you have 100,000 plus. You, you don't want to be figuring this out on your own, taking a chance, you might get it right. You should be seeing a professional. I'm going to say this again. You should be seeing a professional and at least getting a professional to have a look at what it is that you want to achieve and how you might go about doing that. And whether you use that professional is completely down to you. It's most of most financial advisors will just see you, no obligation whatsoever, but you need to see a professional. Now, if you're just starting out, you don't have large sums of money, okay? And you can't bear the thought of investing your hard-earned cash and not being able to sleep at night, then you need to be asking yourself whether you are happy paying someone marginally more to manage your investment for you as the skill set, the resources to do so effectively. Because again, you don't want to be guessing, guessing. I coach a lot of people. I've coached nine on 80 people this year. And a lot of the time when we talk about investing specifically, People are just trying it out. 
trying to figure it out. And oftentimes I say to people, okay, look, so would you go into a casino right now with the money you've got on the table to invest? And would you confidently go put that on red right now or black right now, confidently? And the answer that most people come out with is no. If you wouldn't do that with your money in a casino, why would you do that with your money in the stock market? I'll tell you why. Because social media is feeding images, content, telling you that you should. And I question and challenge whether people, whether you are asking yourself what you want. Because it doesn't matter what you see, what you watch, what you hear on social media. The only person who is accountable for what you do with your hard-earned cash is you. The only person who's going to feel the euphoria of success, the euphoria of making great returns, is you. The only person who's going to feel the despair the disappointment, the fear, the stress of losing money, be it tangibly, as in cashed in investment, or figuratively, as in red on your investment trading 212 app or free trade app, is you. Therefore, none of what you hear see or are fed on social media should really ever influence what you actually do with your investment and the decisions that you make. You have to be okay with the, with the decision that you make. And you have to feel as though you are adequately informed to make that decision. And if you are in a position where you don't understand this stuff. You have to be honest with yourself. And if you're in a position where, frankly, you cannot be asked to be tracking your investments, to be looking at your trading 212 portfolio with all of your individual stocks in there, because you really don't understand what you're doing or how it works, then you should be looking at actively managed investment services, potentially, as an option to help you achieve your goal. And I spoke about this last week on the podcast. You have to have a goal because your goal is going to tell you whether active or passive investment is the right thing for you because your goal defines what you do. It's amazing to me that that many people in the, re in the retail investor survey had no goals. We're just doing it for fun. And look, I'm pleased that more people are investing. You know, I think it's, it's the first step. It's a gateway to greater things. It really, really is. It's great. It's fantastic. I cannot complain about that. But I question whether the reasons for investing are perfectly formed or imperfectly formed because nothing is ever going to be perfect but are they imperfectly formed with the right reasons with the right understanding with the right 
purpose, with the right goal. That I heavily question right now. And so with this episode, I just wanted to plant a seed. And I want to be honest with you guys. And I want you to be honest with yourself. If you're one of these people who has invested for the last 12 months and you're petrified, worried, scared about a potential market crash, then really you should be questioning and examining what you've done thus far. And if in doing so, you don't feel confident in the approach that you've taken, then you need to seek an alternative. You just do. Because if you get it wrong, you hold the bag. You're going to blame yourself. And, you know, if you've got time on your, on your side, it's not a biggie. But it's, a, it's potentially something that you didn't need to go wrong that could have been avoided. And that's really about my big fear for most people who are investing right now. Investing in a, in a manner that if all things go wrong, if all things go against us, those losses, those mishaps, those mistakes could have been avoided. So guys, I know that I've spoken a lot here and I just want to have a really open conversation and hopefully get you guys to maybe think about this maybe differently because the markets are volatile. They are. And I think sometimes people underestimate how volatile the markets can be and how unpredictable the markets can be, which is where risk management, which is where diversification, which is where having a goal and having a plan comes into the fray. Because without any of that, all you're doing is walking in a dark room with sharp knives, waiting to be impaled, if you make the wrong step. I know that's a very graphic visual, but that's my fear for a lot of people. So look, let me know what you thought of this. Many of you messaged me on Instagram and, you know, share your thoughts on episodes as and when they come out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Are you confident in the path that you've taken as a, as a first time investor? Have you looked at active investing before? I'm not saying go active investing. I'm saying think about it. Go and do some reading about it. Go and have a look at it and question and think and say, look, is this something that maybe I would better off be doing? I have passive investments. I have active investments. Been in the issue for a very long time. But I prefer to use the expertise of other people because these people are way smarter than me. You know, no one would ever, ever, ever in a million years think, you know what, I'm going to put my life savings on me beating Usain Bolt in, in, in a 100 meter dash. Unless you're absolutely freaking nuts. No one's going to do that. Unless he had one leg, nobody is going to do that. But people feel as though they can put their life savings in the stocks in, in, into, an, into a stocks and shares investment managed on their own. And they're going to beat the professionals. They're going to beat the. They're going to beat the market. What are the odds of that? I'm not saying that it's impossible, but what are the odds of it if you are only just starting out? So maybe something for everyone to think about. 
maybe something for everyone to research and consider. But, you know, this is very important, very, very topical right now, because if the markets are to crash, then you may wish that you had a professional team behind you. We don't know if the markets will or not. The markets might continue to grow another 40% this next 12 months. Who but who knows? But the point is that the, the whole philosophy around investment is to take a calculated risk. Cover your downside for upside. Guys, have an amazing week. I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.